Welcome to It's Not That Deep with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss navigating the messiness of everyday life. We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. In this episode, we're discussing why do we have knee-jerk reactions? Yes, it's such a good one, isn't it? We've yeah, all done such it, a good topic. Yes, yeah. That's As sense of kind of impulsivity and just uh, no control over what comes out as a result of the reaction. And then that awful feeling when you calm down, that guilt and regret, regret and, and, and you know that you've said more than you would meant or that you mean. And the realisation that it wasn't that deep. Yeah. That happens too, doesn't it? That's like, <laughs> oh, now I've got a bit of perspective on it. Yeah. Maybe I overreacted. Maybe it wasn't justified for me to go in that hard. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we were talking just now about it is a kind of fight-flight response. It's part of that stress response, threat response system kicking in. And I was saying, well, you know, is flight a response to... Is is flight a knee-jerk reaction? And you rightly pointed out that actually... No, this is more like you're cornered yeah. or something's been triggered and there is only a kind of fight way out. Yeah. When you think about the situations where this happens, you know, you're generally in a public space or you're with the person and, you know, and, and um, to to flee, to get out of the way, it doesn't, doesn't feel like an option. Mm-hmm. So you're confronted with something. So so what you do is is react. So I th- it, for me, it definitely feels like that kind of activation of of the threat system. Yeah, and the word confronted, it it, yeah. it, it, it says to me a kind of anger, an mm. annoyance, a frustration, or something that's gonna because this the reaction you're like you say is a is a a strong one, isn't it? Yeah. Born out of one of those kind of horrible negative emotions. Absolutely. You feel guilty about, you know, somebody's challenged you on on a behaviour or something, so you feel guilty or it's anger, you feel you've been unjustly treated. How dare you? Yeah, it comes from those unpleasant feelings, I think. Yeah, they're not nice, are they? And and we've talked before about flipping our lid and it almost has this instantaneous reaction, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Losing perspective and rational logical yeah losing our prefrontal cortex literally flipping that so all all you're left with is that kind of the visceral feeling the chimp the chimp and you know and and then your and then your your ancient brain going fight back fight harder yeah yeah it's interesting to just have, we can all, well, we both, I know, kind of tuning into what that feels like mm-hmm. when you just feel you've got to come back with something um, without even processing or thinking about it yeah. properly. Yeah. So we, that's a kind of why that we do it, and it happens a lot. And there's that sense of, well, what do we do? What, how do we even manage that? Because it's so primitive yeah yeah absolutely and I think the thing about the thing about the sort of the human part on top of that is that is that it 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 plays to our baser instincts Mm. right so it it plays to that I want to hurt back and I want to hurt more 
you know so we say things that we really in the cold light of day really regret I'm you know I'm, I'm having that visceral reaction in my body to to having you know had memories of oh for having done that when I was younger yeah, things that are mean yes or spiteful or yeah. hurtful or hurtful or a truth that you've that you've heard that the, the other person doesn't know you know that just kind of slamming yeah or bringing that thing up yes that you sort of promised you would never need to bring it up yes. again and here we are slings and arrows whatever we can find to do wounding back yeah or, yeah I, I, it's, it's not it's not our best characteristic not, is, is it, it? <laughs> and I, but there's part of me that's reflecting now and don't get me wrong like i can say some stuff but i've really tried to steer clear of it being personal yeah i think i'm quite good at that even when i had no mindful awareness at all. I kind of there was something that always said, if you want to continue a relationship with this person, you know, whether it's a friendship or an actual kind of romantic relationship, don't say that. Yeah. You know? And it's great to be able to have that as a basis, you know. I hear lots of stories from clients of the sorts of things that that, that they fight back with and and by the time they're coming to me to talk about those things, if, if anger is one of their things, you know, they don't really have that awareness in the moment. So they are being, you know, really hurtful yeah. because they feel hurt, right? So it's a, it's a, you know, it, it, it's a point? tip for tat. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't can find, why it. can I not find that expression? I know, I was thinking, is that, I was doing this. Yeah, we're both, we're both waving our arms about <laughs> backwards and forwards. I mean, yeah. yeah, I, you know, I think there, there is... You hurt me, I hurt you back. Yes. In whatever way that comes out. Yes. But then the regret the next day, yeah. or once the prefrontal cortex is back online, there's often that sense of, yeah, wishing. Yeah, and the, the consequences, when we, so when we... When we get a bit of perspective on the consequences of what we've done. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I was saying also, there's a sense that we need to react as parents as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not even in these kind of uh, romantic relationships or friendships, but, you know, if our children do something really stupid, particularly if they've done something that could have been life-threatening, or, yeah. you know, then the... the want to come back and say are you stupid like you know it can be really harsh words like you're a enter words here flipping idiot or something you know but it can be quite hurtful words especially from parent to child yes but that's born out of this vicarious wanting to protect them and keep them safe and their absolute negligence because they don't really have a prefrontal cortex either so we're trying to be their free prefrontal cortex till they're old enough and of course we can't do because they think they're fully grown at about 14 um how we kind of notice that within our parenting because it's really not helpful to either teach this is the way you respond to people that you're annoyed with yeah um or to make them feel bad about themselves because you said hurtful things and and to scare them right so so you know on the one hand you kind of want there is that sort of I want to scare them so they don't stick their, you know, if they're three, stick their fingers in the, in the electrical socket, socket yeah. you know, or whatever. But on the other hand, 
you don't want them growing up in fear and once you've once they've got old enough you want them to be able to tell you when they've done something ridiculous whatever that looks like to them right so you want your six-year-old to be able to tell you that that they were mean to their friend at school and you want your adolescent to tell you that 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 you know that they did something that that they really shouldn't right you do you don't and you do yes ultimately you do yeah and they won't tell you if you shut them down and tell them what a flipping idiot they are absolutely because they already know that right which is why they're doing the shame-faced telling so um there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with um with agreeing with them that that wasn't ideal um but but you don't yeah you know that thing about I'll get cross if you lie, but if you tell me the truth... I'm also going to get cross. I'm also going to get cross. And so it's kind of, yeah, I might as well lie then in the hope that I get away with it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. And that, and that has been a thing that I've kept in my awareness at the points of you know, wanting to, to lose my mind a little bit over certain behaviours, that actually, is this helpful? Is it going to be helpful if I lose my rag right now? How might I take a take a pause? Yeah, yeah, that that yeah, that must be the most difficult situation in which to do that. Yes, and I think I think you have to practice it. Hey, have we ever said that before? <laughs> do you know? I don't think we have. That that's yeah. um, an enlightened moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these people that are doing gentle parenting in this new mm. kind of way, where you don't just naughty step and whatever. That is practice in itself. I'm quite yeah. in admiration of it. But um, that certainly wasn't the way I was parented or how I parented in the early years. It was a bit more command and control. Mm. What do they call it? A benevolent dictatorship. You know, <laughs> this is what I say and it goes. Um, yeah. But actually, as my children are older, there is a little point from the age of about 12, at ranting at them, because they don't listen anyway. They, they learn very quickly how to tune you out. Yeah. Um, and that is just something that's, it's almost the knee-jerk shouting, is satisfying something in me. It's not, ultimately, but at that time, it's like I've got all my own stress coming up and yeah. I need to get it out. And I think that's probably the same for all of these kind of knee-jerk reactions, yes. really, isn't it? I need to react. Because yeah. otherwise I'm suppressing my feelings. In yeah, some way. absolutely. I'm, I'm suffused with adrenaline and it has to go somewhere, right? So, you know, I shout or yeah. punch the wall or whatever. You know. And if we don't have the tools to de-escalate ourselves, yes. and I think that is ultimately what we're aiming for, isn't it? To, yeah. To know... Yes, because, because whilst in those moments we think that's the only way we can respond actually it is just a reaction and there are other ways to get rid of that adrenaline right and to bring our prefrontal cortex back on on side and then not do something that we're going to regret later yeah and i think that feels so important there's um i'm reminded of the victor frankl quote where he says i'm probably misquoting a little bit but between stimulus and response there is a space and yes. in that space lies our power to choose and in the choice lies our freedom and it's that space that we need to create between a thing happening and our tendency to knee-jerk react yeah. and 
it's not easy to cultivate. We've spoken about this on, on many occasions because this ability to kind of get a bit of distance is exactly what we've given as kind of helpful advice to many of the, the topics we've discussed. Absolutely. Particularly in that moment of fired upness. Yeah. But the practice of really knowing what are the signals of me being fired up? What does that feel like? And actually, when we were describing it just now, both of us, I could see us sort of imagining the cringiness of the day after. Yeah. We can imagine that and how that feels. We can probably imagine feeling really angry or triggered or unjustly treated. Yes. Yeah. And in feeling that, we, we, we can you're right that helps us to kind of practice noticing how that feels right where that is in the body and how it starts because you're right that to start with it feels like red mist there is no gap between the event whatever it is the other person has said and my reaction there is no gap red mist I've I've gone I've gone off on one right but you're right that that actually there is, there is a whoosh, but a whoosh of feeling means that there's a start to that. So we can catch it with, God, with such a lot of practice, right? But we can catch it just before the words come out and then with practice a bit earlier and then a bit earlier and then a bit earlier and then, you know, and then we get that distance where we've gone, okay, so this would be a moment I would normally flip my lid and I'm oh, going to breathe and not and I'm going to respond with something some sort of holding statement so that I can extricate myself yeah, exactly <laughs> and actually I you know you said we start to notice it and maybe we catch it just before it comes out I, I would argue from personal experience that my particularly around shouting at my child um was you know, five-minute rant yeah. that became a four-minute rant and a three-minute rant. And, it, and I remember the point at which just shouting his name and I'd catch myself. I think I've mentioned that before. Yeah. And so... No, you're right. That, it, 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 that we catch ourselves doing it first and then, right. and, then, and then being able to pull back to just yeah. before. Yeah. Because I think the expectation is too big to think we're going to get it before any reaction happens when we've been reacting in a huge way prior. Yes. So not kind of beating ourselves up for reacting, right? It's human, it's it's what we do, it's yeah. what we're pr- programmed to do. We're wired to respond to threat and, and it feels just uncontrollable. And I think you're right then, you know, having noticed that, just to own it yeah. and say, you know, I'm really sorry that that was a disproportionate reaction to something I was feeling, but that's not how I should have expressed myself. And I and I apologise for I take ownership of, of that. Yeah, so there's definitely that room for once. The prefrontal cortex comes back online. We realise that we overreacted. We realise that perhaps um, it wasn't even that big a deal or something. Then, then that absolute ownership of it, I think, is vital. And again, particularly if we're trying to model to our children. But maybe even in the middle of the rant, if we catch it then, and we're noticing it in that moment, I would be inclined to say, I'm ranting because I'm really angry, but I appreciate this might not be helpful right now. And in fact, I shared with you earlier that this (laughs) happened exactly on, on Sunday night, where we came home and 
kids had been in the house all weekend and, and something was uh, damaged. <laughs> and I flipped my lid, but only on my on myself. You know, in I felt the whole whoosh. I hadn't spoken to the guilty party. I didn't know who it was when I was initially flipping my lid. Could have been one of any. So there was that moment of kind of, I'm really furious about this happening. And then um, said child fessed up, which because I went, who did this? And actually said child fessed up. And then there was that whoosh, like that was a really stupid thing to do, but said child also in the middle of exams, hmm. me really going in on one, and I've got an exam in the morning, when they were already feeling rubbish, wasn't helpful and I caught it and I actually said the words, I'm really escalated right now and I don't think it would be constructive for me to have this conversation with you so I'm going to go away and de-escalate myself and we shall talk about this at another point in time. I absolutely love that, I love that. I I'm I'm a big fan of making my making my reasoning explicit, right? When I'm talking with clients about behaviors and stuff. So I absolutely love that you did that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I'm pleased with myself. Yeah. That's the other thing that we forget that when we practice these behaviors, the more often we do ones where we feel like I did really well. Yeah. I'm quite a good parent sometimes or I'm quite a, a nice human sometimes. We can reinforce the good because we're so ready to beat ourselves up left, right and centre. We really are. We, yeah. we don't find the time to catch ourselves doing something right. And I have to say, the more often I catch myself doing things right, it reinforces the right behaviour. Yes. So it becomes more normal for me to not lose my rag. Well, there's, there's sort of multiple payoffs then, isn't there, yeah. to that behaviour, right? Everyone wins. Yes. You feel good about yourself. You know, you haven't... You haven't destroyed one of the children before an exam, you know. There's no, there's no escalation of something that then lasts for weeks with everybody, you know. Yeah, I let it go soon. Yeah. So physically, I feel better as well. There's yeah. that whole sense of processing it quicker, getting yeah. the stress response in and out of the system. This is a, this is a virtuous cycle right here, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. I feel so virtuous. <laughs> and also, yeah, and also not making them feel bad or... Mm or making them not fess up next time. Yes. Because fundamentally, they did tell the truth, which was yes. a good thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I have to say, I have obviously been practising this stuff for many, many years. So it, it helped, but it's proof is in the pudding. No. Oh, John would kill me for saying that. The proof is not in the pudding. The proof is in the eating. We actually had this whole discussion how that's been um, taken out of context. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Um, that practice does work. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I so want to come back to that, but um, the pudding, but maybe another time. Maybe once we press to end on the podcast. But yeah. Yeah. No. You're, but you're you're absolutely right that that you know the more we practice the the easier it gets right and 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 that in itself feels good and and we feel like i feel like i'm sort of growing as a person exactly the payoff is great because we feel like we're the person we would like to be rather than the one that's acting on autopilot 
lashing out and knee-jerk reacting left, yeah. right and centre and wishing we hadn't and having to make reparations the next day. And, and it doesn't mean that there aren't consequences for the other person because I think that's something that people sometimes say, well, if I don't if I don't react, then they've got away with it, right? There's that sense of I, I want to not let them get away with yeah. whatever the behaviour is. Yeah. But by catching it and then being able to have a... A calm, but sensible conversation. But still strong. You, yeah, you know, absolutely. You can still respond strongly. It yeah. just needs to be with prefrontal cortex yes. rather than without. And actually, the consequences of that last a whole lot longer because it's because the conversation is can be taken on board by the other person, right? They can't just write it off as, oh, look, there they go off on one. Exactly. <laughs> you get taken more seriously. Yeah. It's true. I mean, because when we're in an emotional heightened state, people kind of like, oh, you know, I used to have bosses like that. I think, I think I've mentioned couldn't deal with being female, um, and unless I de-escalated myself, and it could be because I was excited about something. Yes. But they couldn't deal with that either. It wasn't just about angry or sad or something. No, it was, it was just about like, any form of heightened any emotion. Any form of heightened emotion <laughs> was just not accepted. It was a bit like oh, female person doing weirdness. I had to like go right. And really kind of calm myself. I'm very excited by that idea. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Inside. (laughs) Giddy as anything. Um, So, yeah, there are multiple payoffs. And I I think the last thing I think we should go back to is Mm. this idea of owning it and apologising. Because that feels really important. Let's say I had lost it. It's absolutely vital that we in order to kind of remind ourselves of what the right behaviour is, to reinforce that, that we do kind of say to whoever it is, I overreacted. I was caught up in the moment. I was in fight, flight, freeze mode. My threat response system was activated. However we want to describe it, it's a human thing we all do. Um, And I wasn't thinking straight. Yes. Yeah, I think we need to own our behaviour and... That doesn't mean that we're letting other people off the hook, but we're owning our side of that interaction. I think that is really important. I think it's important for us. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Mm. yes, it helps to repair the relationship if you've done some damage. But I think for our own sakes as well, um, and then it's easier to let it go. Otherwise we sit with that stuff and wish and, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda and all that stuff. Yeah, and I think it's easier to to do all the other work about catching it earlier and earlier if we're owning it when we do do it rather than you know just talking ourselves into believing that we we were full of righteous indignation and it was absolutely the right thing to do i think there's one point i just want to add because i think it's really important that we can't just practice on the times we're flipping our lid so actually a word of advice to everyone every time you get a niggle of annoyance or anger or something but you know the minor ones like you choose a queue at the supermarket it seems the shortest but it's the longest or you there's a temporary traffic light and you think you're going to get through it and the red light comes up all of those little moments how does that feel what happens in your body notice the tension the churning the something because the more we recognize that and how we're being the more we start to catch it in the moments that are bigger. But we have to start with the small stuff. We yeah. weave our parachute on the little things. Yes, what I call the low-hanging fruits. Absolutely. Yeah, let, let's, let's do those ones, and then they become less and less 
activating yeah. and that means we can carry that through to the bigger ones yeah. I think yeah. that's really a yeah. kind of important thing because you can't just expect to catch it in the moment without doing the no. work on the little stuff absolutely yeah. yeah great great point to end on thank you thank you you've been listening to It's Not That Deep with Lucy Woods and Adrienne Kirk if you've enjoyed listening why not subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode